What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, nowadays, you know, the fellas, they be wearing the hoochie daddy shorts. They be taking all of y'all stuff. I ain't gonna lie, they got the nails. Yeah, nail me? polish. They, now they doing the, the, the BBL. They're doing the stunning thing. I'm not into it. I'm not into they it. They taking everything from y'all. Y'all got nothing love. They trying to compete with y'all and cuteness at this point. <laughs> you understand me? I'm not into it. Like, I'm not into the nail polish and all that type of stuff. Yeah. For me, I'm not really trying to fight over the mirror, <laughs> you know, with you. Like, I yeah. want, I just want you to be confident in who yeah. you are. I don't need you changing your nail polish every week. That's just not my thing, yeah. you know? And, yeah, I have seen that the men are now getting BBLs oh, and, and injections in different oh, places, oh, yeah, you know? suction and stuff. It's, you know... It ain't nobody talking to us. No, yeah. we got to stop saying it. All right, it's just all, man. You can't be a part of... Listen, man, we got to have some standards. You can't be a part of the coach. You can't be a part of the crowd. You understand me locking in like that? I feel like... One of the most dangerous things is when, when we say to each his own, or a lot of times we say love is love, what we're saying is we don't need to have any standards and everybody is accepted. But in reality, everybody isn't. We judge people, we have our bias. We want there to be a standard, right? We want there to be standards in relationships, whether it's our business relationships, our family, our friends, our intimate relationships. So I think that it's okay for the culture to be like, that's not it. Peace family, welcome back to High Level Conversations. Today I have a very special guest. Um, it's none other than a brand specialist. You understand me? A very intelligent, a very confident, a very soft life living woman, but also a woman who is into entrepreneurship who helps build up other women to understand their story, their confidence, their brand, their business, so that they can utilize their feminine powers to develop some sense of entrepreneurship and wealth for themselves. Um, I've seen women give testimony of how the power that she have to give to others allowed them to recognize and reveal the power within themselves. Today, I wanna have a very powerful and most necessary conversation with the culture and I had to bring somebody who I feel represented the balance in between being a mother, an entrepreneur, but also staying within her feminine grace. Today I have none other than Miss Ronnie Brown. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Pleasure okay. to be here. Likewise, likewise. So let's get into it. You understand me? You know, I like to start in the middle when I have conversations rather than the beginning. Um, and today you know, the topic that assembles us together um, is more about the soft life of women, particularly black and brown women. I had a conversation with a young lady, I believe she uh, founded the Freedom March for Women, and she showed me where they had did a, um, a um, photo shoot. And this photo shoot was her and her friends being in softness, 
laughing, playing, being in joy, just living life. Because usually when they take pictures of them, you know, New York Times show them all hard and mean, and they project that onto the women, even though that that's not their actual real life. Sometimes I see Tamika Mallory, she be chilling at the beach, kicking it, living her life, living in softness. But, you know, the poise is like, no, that's a hard, independent woman. Like, no, we supposed to still protect her, right? She utilizes her voice and her passion and her energy, but she should be able to have that soft life because the men come around and we protect because we are in our masculine energy, right? And so I believe that, you know, you represent that as well. So I want to get your take on what you believe is and what represents the soft life for women. So for me, I believe that the most important thing when it comes to the soft life for a woman is a woman being able to authentically be herself. Um, Right now, I feel like we are in a space where the internet is creating um, the personalities of women. And women are no longer being who they authentically are. Right now, we are kind of being cohorts, right? You're being shown what you are supposed to be, how you are supposed to carry yourself, the clothes that you're supposed to wear. Um, And I think that it's really important that we are able to show up as ourselves authentically. I'll start there. Um, Another thing that I would definitely say is just taking a moment to rest and to be able to be there to have the balance with success in business but also having the ability to turn it off. For me, you know, I run companies, but I'm a mom. So my preference is actually not to be on a plane every weekend. I do not desire that life. And for me, I talk to a lot of the women that I work with on being certain about their life design. For myself, my vision was to be home, to be able to take care of my family. Life design, To I like take that. care of my house. And I wanted to create a brand around content that still allowed me to be present in my home so I can raise my children, so I can take care of them. So it is really about your authentic self, um, being a person who has a mind of her own, um, being able to have a man who can lead you, that you trust, you know, and just really being able to know when to turn it off and disconnect, even from the phone, from the internet, from everything, uh, and tap into yourself. Mm. Do you have plans? Oh, all over my house. <laughs> for me, and this, this is something I'm trying to, you know, get a gang to the fellas to understand, like, for when a woman has plants, like, that's a nurturing thing. You got to nurture plants, right? You got, like, a nursery. And that means that you have to have a feminine energy because nature is feminine, yeah. right? So it's like, even if you meet a woman and she can't take care of a plant, she definitely not going to be able to nurture you. It's so funny because they laugh at me because in my videos, I'm like, yeah. water needs plants all the time. Yeah. But it's just something about being able to disconnect and just water my plants. I know when I'm not, it's just so funny that you say that, because I know when I'm not, like, in my right space, because my plants start to die. And when my plants start to die, that means I'm too busy, Mm -hmm. and I'm not home, and I'm disconnected. But when my plants are blooming, and they're beautiful, and they're growing, that's because I'm home and I'm relaxing, and I'm doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And it's funny, because I like the plant representation, because, you know, plants are life, right? So, like, if you're too busy to nurture those plants, usually you're too busy to nurture yourself and the people around you, because you have to water it, and what you water grows, right? So it's the same as if a woman has a man in her life, she's busy with her business, she's busy with her child. The same way of those plants, you're going to be dehydrated. You're going to feel unnourished. 
right? And the plants don't, for the most part, depending on the type of plant that you have, you're going to do it every single day, right? About but, two days. Yeah. yeah. So you got some good ones. I might hit them once a week, come back, talk to them later. A little olive hair plant or something. Yeah. No, but so in, in that, that's necessary to understand, right? Because if you look at that, like everybody has a, a rhythm on how much they need to be watered. This person may need twice a week. This one may need just once a week. Right. And that's to keep everything healthy. And it's the same reality that, you know, if you speak life into a plant, it's going to grow more. Mm -hmm. If you put something positive on that plant, like goodness and love, and you actually write that vibration, it's going to have an effect on that plant. <laughs> and women have a very powerful ability to build or destroy when they speak. Yes, especially right? with our men. Absolutely. Like you know, physical violence, what men commit, but domestic violence that's verbal is said to be equivalent, especially emotionally, on how people deal with trauma in relationships, right? So what is your take on a woman's ability to communicate properly in relationships that may have an effect on it being successful or being devastating? Well, something I learned um, just being young and being a teen mom is how important communication is. And I think that sometimes we learn that too late. And what I realize is that how we speak to men, um, it can either build them up or it can tear them down. And even in relationships, I think that it's important that we really think about how we are communicating with each other because the days go on and time passes. But what I really have learned over the years is people will never forget how you made them feel. That's super fun. So you may think that it's over with. And, you know, that was six months ago. I hear people talk like that. But people are still hurt by things that you said to them years and years and years ago. So I think that we have to be mindful of how we use our voice to build our men up, right? Are we encouraging them, right? Are we telling them that it's possible for them? Are we speaking life into them? Um, but most importantly, I think that as a woman, you also have to be able to tell them the truth. Um, now, when I say build them up, I'm not talking false flattery because that's not what men need. Men need people who could truly see in them what they cannot see in themselves, right? right? They need the encouragement. They need support. Um, they need someone where sometimes they don't need you to say anything. Right. They just need you to listen, right? So I think it's really important that we choose our words wisely. And I think that goes uh, for women and men. But I don't think that a lot of women realize the power that we have when we speak life into our men, when we tell them um, that we believe in them, when we tell them that we see things in them that they don't even see, and um, we have the power to really put that battery in, in their back and like make them go like hard for everything Absolutely. they believe in. A little swimmer's not working, not feeling like a man, testosterone not pumping, stamina in the gym ain't going hard enough, not exerting maximum effort and energy and endurance when you inside there, recovery time taking too long, not feeling like your immune system is strong, Energy is not overreacting. Brain doesn't feel stimulated throughout the day. Well, if you're having any of those problems, it's okay. You come over here, you try the sports moss. It's especially formulated with all natural ingredients, such as sea moss, zinc, elderberry, vitamin D, and cordyceps, which is a very powerful mushroom fungus that allows you to be able to tap in to self. If you want to do your own research, please do, but I've done a ton of research, and I can tell you it works. There's magic in these pills right here, but more than that, there's nature in these pills. 
And once you tap back into your nature, you tap back into that manhood. Peace, family. Get on the sports moves. No, that's, I, that to me, that's, you know, that's probably half of the battle. Just the way we speak to each other. I mean, look at the songs nowadays. Like, you make a song, and, you know, every song, first you had men that was like, man, fuck these bitches, basically. Then women, fuck these niggas. Right? So, on both sides, it's disrespect. You understand me? And then, you know, men see themselves as niggas, ignorant, selfish. We're going to put everything in front of a woman. You understand me? She's last. And we adopted that from white patriarchal intellect because he always seen his woman as last and not having real true value in his society. But that was never the case for us. We always had a value of understanding what the value of our women were, right? Specifically in our movements because 80% of the makeup of our movements were always women, right? If you go historically, whether you're looking at the Panthers, you're looking at the nation, you're looking at any black man that may have been out front in the movement, it was the women that were behind it that actually made it back, that made it work. They handled the details. They made division possible, right? But in today's time, not knowing how to speak to each other, like a woman may try to address a problem and she may be yelling at them, right? And, and or we only know how to speak towards the problem and never the solution. So we speak mostly in negative terms, what you don't like, what you hate, what you dislike, and never towards the things that you actually want to see more of. Like there became a common conversation about toxic masculinity but nobody ever explained what was healthy masculinity that they actually wanted to see. So as everybody believed in manifestation and the power of the tongue, nobody used it in a manner where they was actually attracting the things that they wanted to bring out and or manifest. So I think that a lot of women may not understand, or I know for a fact a lot of women do not understand the power of the tongue. You understand me? And the power of being able to speak things into reality. So, like, when I seen this soft life, I say, okay, this is something I can champion. You understand me? I'm getting behind this 100%. I'll be at the rallies and the marches with y'all. You know, because I lock in, and what it does is, if women are on their softness, it means that men got to be get back to they hardness. You understand me? You have to toughen up. And men been so in touch with their feminine, right, that they've been more in touch with their feminine not being in touch with their masculine anymore, right? Because that masculine going to be that man that understands principles of character and self-respect and being willful and being able to take care of responsibility, right? And so the more a man is within that energy, then the more a woman can relax within her softness. But the more she has to, 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 to lead, then the less she can be soft, right? And I've seen many of women start in the position of trying to deal with it in a soft manner, but also the bigger issue as well is that the larger society doesn't appreciate the idea of the feminine energy, right? Specifically in definition, because when we think about feminine energy, a lot of people equate it to weakness, right? Instead of strength. Because the feminine energy is what you do to nurture things, to allow them to grow, what you utilize to give birth and life. It's the most powerful energy, right? You can make more things uh, 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 work by using finesse rather than using force. You get more, what they say, you get more beats on honey. That's a fact. <laughs> and, and see, and with that, you're going to use less energy. So it always the most efficient route. Feminine energy is way more efficient, right, at producing life and creating life than masculine energy. We don't create life, right? We have the ability to charge things with force and power, but you all deliver it, mm -hmm. right? And so it's like, 
getting back to this, you know, nowadays, you know, the fellas, they be wearing the hoochie daddy shorts. They be taking all the off the line. I ain't gonna lie, they got the nails. Yeah, the nail me? polish. They Now they doing the, the, the BBL. They I, doing I'm the stuff I'm not into they it. They taking everything from y'all. Y'all ain't got nothing left. They trying to compete with y'all and cuteness at this point. <laughs> you understand? All right, check this out. Here's a question. What have you always wanted to try? Gold Peak Real Brood is here to unleash your thirst for trying. So take this as your sign to say yes. Opt in. Go for it. Because trying is what life is all about. Try Gold Peak. I'm not into it. Like, I'm not into the nail polish and all that type of stuff. Yeah. For me, I'm not really trying to fight over the mirror, <laughs> you know, with you. Like, I yeah. want, I just want you to be confident in who yeah. you are. I don't need you changing your nail polish every week. That's just not my thing, yeah. you know? And, yeah, I have seen that the men are now getting... BBLs oh, and, and injections oh, in different oh, places. Oh, and liposuction you know. and stuff. It's, you know, it ain't nobody talking all. to us. No, yeah. we got to stop saying it. All that <laughs> is all, man. You can't be a part of, listen, man, we got to have some standards. You can't be a part of the coach. You can't be a part of the crowd. You understand me locking in like that? I feel like one of the most dangerous things is when, when we say to each his own, or a lot of times we say love is love, what we're saying is we don't need to have any standards yeah. and everybody is accepted. But in reality, everybody isn't. We judge people, we have our bias. We want there to be a standard, right? We want there to be standards in relationships, whether it's our business relationships, our family, our friends, our intimate relationships. So I think that it's okay for the culture to be like, that's not it. Because whoever created those ideas, they didn't even come from inside the culture anyway. Yeah. That's an infiltration of what we organically believe is right and wrong. You understand me? And what we believe is integrable, what we believe is some soy boy sucker shit. I mean, just to be honest, so me, I grew up where men check each other like, bro, that ain't cool. Yeah. You understand me? And I think that whatever is being pushed out to us now, I think that things are intentionally Absolutely. being pushed out to the men, right? Yeah. And I don't think that the men realize that these are agendas. You know, to, to soften them up and to get them out of their masculinity. Because just when I was growing up, that just wasn't a thing. Not at all. I mean, if, if I don't know what woman said that, damn, we need to start seeing men in booty shorts. Yeah, I, I would imagine, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, this is me saying, this is not Ronnie Brown saying it. I would imagine, <laughs> right, this would be something preferable to how gay men would love to see straight men dress. I'm just saying, not women. Women was okay with you. You wearing a suit. You wearing tall tees. You was able to get women through all of these eras, no matter what you wore. So this new cute life, it ain't for women. Yeah. It's either for your own vanity or for other men. Yeah. I mean, that's all I can see. Yeah, I really miss the times when men used to wear, you know, suits. When I was yeah. coming up, my daddy wore suits yeah. and Stacey Adams yeah. and double-breasted suits. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I used to shine his shoes at yeah. night, you know, like yeah. that was a thing. That's how it was, my pops. He always wore had hella suits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I, you know, I can dress down, I can get dappered up, you know, I can flip it around, you feel me? But never to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm dressing like a fashionista. Yeah. You understand yeah. me? I feel like the dapperness is what men supposed to achieve, not the cuteness. Yeah, exactly. You feel me? Try to be dapper and flying. I think a lot of men probably just don't know how. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know, I try to step out a little bit. I try to give them a little example. A sometime. little example. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know. Cause I feel like we lost in so many ways, like men don't even know how to walk anymore. You understand me? Like our head be down, not confident. Like I was taught stomach in, chest out, head up. You understand me? Like even when you keep your head high, you exude more confidence, naturally. But I think that 
that's something that's taught. And right now, you know, the, the father figures and things like that, they aren't there the way that they used to be. Mm-hmm. So a man teaches you how to Absolutely. walk and put your head up and how to fix your voice and mm-hmm. how to communicate and how to care and, you know, how to talk about the things that are important to you. And that's what the difference is. Mm-hmm. So that's these are things that are taught inside of the home. But if the home structure is not there, then you're learning femininity from a woman. Mm. That's a fact. So let's talk about femininity for the women because even though the women are in the household, because they have to masculize themselves in a position, they don't often teach those feminine behavior and principles to women that grow up. And at the same time, I just don't feel like it's enough women giving each other game. Yeah. You understand me in that regard? And I think that's, that's another thing when women are just not taught. So in relationships, the idea is just, I do whatever I want, I'll be freely in anything that restricts me, then I'm done with it. You know, instead of actually men learning women and women learning men and taking on that responsibility to figure out what actually works. Because if I decide to get into a relationship with a person, then I should be able to understand the feminine energy and what's needed and that rhythm of flow that actually goes to make this relationship successful. So a lot of the women nowadays don't have those same qualities of being soft, of, you know, self-respectability, of being good communicators being nurturers, and the nurturing thing does go back and forth between men and women, but women are such natural nurturers, mm-hmm. right, that if she doesn't possess that, then that's the biggest ingredients of ways that you're going to feel love in that relationship. Well, well, let me jump in and just say this. That starts from the home as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things that we are seeing now are things that are missing from the home. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, my daddy was in my home. Mm-hmm. So I was a daddy's girl. My mm-hmm. father came home from work, and I sat at my father's lap, and I laid my head on his chest, and he rocked me to sleep. And I would get up in the morning, and my father would teach me how to garden and mm-hmm. build a clubhouse. And he would take me to Baltimore Harbor, and we would go ice skating. So I had my dad there you know, growing up from a young girl up until I was about 14 years old. My mom and my dad separated, but my father was present. So I think having the father figure there and having a man, my dad was a leader. He was a provider. He was very dominant. Um, I grew up a different kind of way as far as now being an adult, I believe that when a woman is in the presence of a dominant man, she's going to naturally go into her femininity. Mm -hmm. But when you are raised in that environment where you are around a woman who is the sole provider, the woman who is the decision maker, Mm -hmm. the woman who is working and paying all of the bills, then you are taught to become that independent, strong woman who doesn't need a man, right? And I think that what we are seeing is the generational things happen when, you know, now the women don't have those men. So when we get around men who, because this goes both ways, keys, right? We get around these men who can't provide, right? We get around men who can't lead. We get around men who are not decision makers. We get around men who are feminine, right? We get around men who may not see the value in the black woman, right? It's very difficult for you to be in a feminine space when you're working 20 hours a day, right? It's very hard for you to be in a feminine space when you cannot trust the decisions that the man that you're with is making, right? Um, I want to be able to close my eyes and say, he has it. Mm -hmm. 
that's a, a level of safety. And I talk to women about this all the time. There are different levels of safety that you must feel to be able to get into your feminine space with a man, mm. right? There's emotional safety. Mm-hmm. There's financial safety, right? There's intimate safety, okay? There is safety where if something happens, you feel as though he can protect you, mm-hmm. okay? And then can he build you up from a confidence standpoint? Or do you see your man, you know, out here fiending over every half-naked woman on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Because that creates um, emotional insecurity with so many women seeing that, right? You are now looking at women compare themselves based on body types and, you know, how people are showing up online and you're feeling insecure and inadequate because of an app or a filter or something that's not even real. Um, And it's no longer based on substance. So there are just so many different areas that I just tell women, pay attention to these things. Pay attention to who you're around when you're dominant. Pay attention to the man that you're around when you're in your feminine space. When you are around a dominant man who you trust, you will naturally slide right into your femininity. Mm. Now, because I love what you're saying, and there's someone who believe that, and, and, and this goes coincide, that your feminine energy is not particularly dependent on whether you're around masculine energy. That is something that you do all the time, regardless of who or what is around. You understand me? And it's more so so that it doesn't become reactionary, but more so a way of life. And that's also with understanding that, yes, I understand that the difficulty of trying to be feminine while having to be in a leadership role, right, is a contradiction. Mm -hmm. Because Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said if a woman has to lead a man, he becomes one of her children, right? And you said something about when a woman can't trust a man's decisions, she doesn't trust in his masculine energy anymore. He don't, she doesn't trust in his logic. So she stopped coming to you for that. Then she seeks other masculine energy, whether within herself or within other men, for that guidance and or leadership. Outside leaders. Absolutely. And that's really one of the most dangerous things. And this is why our men have to continuously focus on learning and educating themselves. Mm-hmm. Because if you cannot educate your woman, if you don't have things that you can teach her, yeah. and you can guide her, and she's constantly going to be seeking leadership and guidance in other areas. Absolutely. Every woman wants a man that she can learn from. 100%. That's why a man is supposed to be an educator in his household. Like, if, if a man brings knowledge and he teaches the woman, then the woman becomes a teacher that teaches the children. It's a natural flow. Like, men are not supposed to be dependent. A man is supposed to depend on no one but God, right? And if his knowingness and his faith is strong in that belief and he understands that confidence within himself, then she can then in turn have confidence and belief within him. And then that's when she can be properly led because she wants to be led because, led. let me, if, if, if you got this and you naturally a leader, then I'm going to be a good follower. <laughs> and let me just stress this, because so many people think that women don't want to be led. Yeah, that's, that's Let awesome. me just bust this myth. Women want to be led. Women want to be able to say, my man knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. I trust him. He works hard. He is just so intelligent. He teaches me so many things. Women want to say that. We want to brag on our men. We want to be able to say, this is my man. He does this. He's a leader. I can talk to him about anything. We want to say, let me go ask my husband first. Mm -hmm. We want to say that. What we don't want to say is, I can't go to him. 
I don't know if he'll have the answer to that. Mm. I can't trust his judgment. Mm. We don't want to say that. That's embarrassing. We want to be able to say, I fully trust the decisions that my man makes and whatever he decides, I'm rolling with it. Mm. It just even sounded good when you said it. That's what we you want to say. Me? And and it's like, so you seen the clip, my homegirl Jazzy, where she was talking about how she nurtures her man. And this is the way that she loves. What does a submissive woman do for her man? Everything. <laughs> what does that mean? You know, like packing his bag, unpacking his bag, um, just making sure all the things that he wants. And like, I, I pretty much read his mind. So it's like, if I know you and I study you, like I know how you are in the morning. I know how you are about midday. I know when you're in this mood, what you need. Like before you can ever ask me for something, I'm already on it. I mean, he's spoiled. And you know, when I talk to my girlfriends about it, they're always like, oh, how are you guys doing? And I'm just like, girl, he's rotten. I'm like, he's spoiled rotten. Like, he's rotten. But I love that. Like, I want him to be there. I think my biggest flex is how I treat my man. And I've been known to love people back to health. And sometimes it's very draining. But my love is my superpower. And I used to hate that about myself. But now it's like, I'm just embracing it. Like, that's who I am. Like, if I love you, I can heal you. It's I your joy. It is my joy. You know, I, I love to see him eating the meal that I cooked. I love seeing him sleep easy. Every night, like clockwork, I scratch this man's back to sleep. And I know when he's asleep because I can tell when his breathing changes. And some people might think that's psychotic, but that's like, I just know that's when I'm like, oh, I can stop now. But I find joy in being your rest, you know? So know what that means. And, and that works for us because he wants what I have to offer. Right. And they, they, a lot of people had, a lot of women more so took issue with the details, right? And a lot of men were just looking into it and say that, damn, this sounds like that feels good. Like that's some, that's the energy I want. Because a lot of men weren't really thinking about the details or whether she says she rubs bath water or scratches back or pack. That's not what we was looking at. It was just that nurturing energy that she said that she possessed in a way that she gives love, yeah. right? And a lot of men, well, I think when they seen it, they realized like, yo, I'm missing that. <laughs> Not the detail. I don't need nobody to pack the bag or things of that nature. But that energy of having a nurturing woman who understands that, who's looking out for my best interest as I'm building and I'm leading, like she helps make a better leader. She helps you lead, right? And a lot of women were looking at the details. Oh, well, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And they're missing the bigger picture, right? And so I think that's why we get back to the issues of our, the chaos that we have between each other because we don't even understand each other, right? Like, we are thinkers, but women are feelers, right? You can never win an argument with a woman. You understand me? She got way too many options and different ways she'll go about it. And for men, we try to come to a logical point and end in the conversation. And it's more so about how you felt. Yeah. So you have to stop yourself and be like, all right, if we're going to, and it's not about winning and losing. You understand me? It's about understanding. Because if one person loses and you're in a relationship, no. how does anyone win? You both lose at that point. You both lose. If we're tearing each other down right. and apart, we're losing together. It's about understanding and agreement. Yeah, and it's also being dedicated to understanding your person's love language. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that we take the time to figure out what's important to a person. Sometimes we may think that just being successful is enough, right? But that's that may not be important to your person. I am, one of the things that I'm realizing is that just being considerate. Yeah. Consideration is such a powerful 
thing. So when you hear women talking about that soft life or catering to that man, when you are with someone who is considerate and who will take the time to cater to you in the way that matters to you, it just makes you want to just go crazy Man. for them. It's like, we're going to have a contest on yeah. who can cater and just be more considerate. And yeah. then it just becomes this beautiful thing because I'm thinking ahead, like, what will he need? And you're thinking, like, what will she need? Yeah. And we're just trying to serve each other. And that's where the beauty comes out at. I love that. Because I think that what we get it wrong is, like, and I think both men and women are responsible for this, is that, you started looking at men as suckers the more that they did for women. They can have that. You know what I'm saying? They, they, listen to me. All of that hard, I don't care about no female. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, that player, all that. Yeah, that's weird. Y'all can man. have it. All that Hated hoes to me. Bros, yeah, that's, oh, that's some weirdo stuff. You know, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and I was like, this is just so crazy, but I want men to just start to understand the value of having a strong black woman right and i'm like we know what to do to make money we know how to build successful companies we know how to you know put our money here and there to make it grow but do we know when we have something valuable in front of us there needs to be a class where it's like this is a valuable woman this is an asset a woman is an asset super facts super facts a man can't reach his full I don't, he can't max out his potential without having a woman. Yeah, and I'm not just talking about the looks. I'm talking about a woman that if you were to go to the grave today, can she carry on your legacy? Mm -hmm. That's value. Yeah. Right? Can she thank you through things when you come home and you're having a long day? Can you talk to her about the things that you can't share with other people? Mm -hmm. That's an asset. That's what we really need to get to, the mindset. Can can you all read books together every month, mm -hmm. right? Can you sit on the phone and have conversations for two to three hours and it's not about sex? Mm -hmm. Because in one day it won't be about sex. Right. It'll be about sitting on the front porch and the rocking chairs and talking about life and reflecting. And the conversations are gonna have to be able to withhold you know, time and time and time because we're gonna look up. We're not gonna be pretty. Right? The face is going to drop. It's not going to be about your booty. And, Especially these new faces. Yeah, and these new bodies. Ooh. Right? That's not going to be there forever, but can a person fall in love with your personality, your spirit, mm -hmm. your character? Can you build a person up? Can you reassure them? Can you let them know that it will be okay? Can you have their back? This is where the value is. Mm -hmm. And I think we're missing that. That's why another one of the values of, you know, um, a good woman is her intelligence. And no I think one that that's talks something about that, that yeah, we, we, we greatly diminish a woman's intelligence and the appreciating factor of a woman's mind. Because for me, it's like, I like to be intellectually stimulated. Mm -hmm. So if I can hold a conversation with you like that right there, man, you, you charge me up. You understand me? I'm done. I'm ready to go. Not in that matter. I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm charged up. <laughs> no, but real talk, though, but it's like, in order for, let's say if a man meets a very intelligent woman, right? Instead of you, you know, um, being afraid of her intelligence, you can learn something and then have a conversation on mutual interest. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Same thing with a woman. She can learn something. Go, go watch. It's like we take entertainment 
right? We even learn things, but we don't do it for a purpose of how we can build each other up. A lot of times we think of our lives as separate. I have my goals here, you have your goals here. But where do they intertwine to where we have this interconnectedness where we're building each other up, right? It's like, let's say if your girl has a business, she sells books, yeah. right? You know nothing about it. Shoot, I might go study something about the book game. I might bring some connections so I may be able to have a conversation or bring her some connections that allow her to grow in that area. Because obviously, if that's her interest, in order for us to have an interesting conversation, we have to have conversations around our interest. Otherwise, a person don't want to talk. You understand me? It becomes small talk. It becomes dull. It becomes... You become uh, strangers. Uh, yeah. You know, and you just do it because you're in a relationship, not because it's actually stimulating. Yeah, and I think that if we realize that a woman being able to add something to the to the plate, if she can bring something to the plate, it's not that she's trying to be dominant. It's yeah. not that she's trying to be the leader. It's not that she's trying to be a man. If you recognize the value that she brings, what I think about is if I'm strong in the areas that he is weak in, right? Mm -hmm. if in an area of business, I might be good at marketing. You may have a business and you're a strong man, you're a great decision maker, you're a great leader, but marketing just isn't your thing. Mm -hmm. But if I'm good at marketing, just imagine what we can do together for your brand. Every, I don't, I'm 100% I'm sure, sure there are no billionaires, super multi-millionaires that got that way without having good women around them. Like, that's the secret. You understand me? Like, hey, tell them again, Keith. Yeah. Tell I'm them again, Keith. If you want that business to grow, you know, put some more women on the team. You know, like, that's what I'm working on right now. When I think expansion, I need women because if you give women ideas, they're going to give birth to it. Yeah. They're going to expand. Right. So that's the canal of creation. And so once we understand that formula, then we learn how to win. Right. And so we lost without that. And mostly everything that we do divides us. Right. The culture that we create now is a culture that separates us. How much can we disrespect each other? How much can we take advantage of each other? How much can we mistreat each other? And can we put that in the music, the entertainment? Can we put it in the way we dress? Can we say, listen, I don't want to listen to a man? Like even the idea of like a lot of, we took a lot of things that white women had and complaints of their men and we just automatically embedded it into our culture, right? Like a man explaining something becomes mansplaining, right? And it's like, just that within itself, say, damn, we can't have a conversation. Yeah. Like, when can a man not communicate something to a woman without that being considered some form of oppression, yeah. right? And once you start to ingrain these ideas, you self-sabotage yourself for any real love and success, yeah. right? And not realizing that, yo, I've taken on so much of this world that it disrupts me having a world with somebody else. Mm -hmm. You understand me? And so that's dangerous, especially because I feel like Women are more progressive and men tend to be more traditional, right? We want things to change less and men, women want things to change more. Mm -hmm. And so if a man, especially if, you know, I, what I consider to be high level, you feel me, somebody that has morals and consciousness, social standing, uh, high level principles and intelligence, um, is a provider, does know how to nurture, does know how to have that emotional connection, spiritual connection, you know, that person is going to want that type of woman that either deserves to be with that type of man. It's the same thing with a woman that thinks of herself in that capacity. Like, if you know your value, you don't want nobody else to come and devalue you and mistreat you. Because then you're going to start like, why wouldn't I find somebody else that understands that this is gold? And let me just stress this. 
women want to be used in that way. Mm-hmm. And and when you said like women are nurturers, women want to be used in yeah. that way. If I am in a relationship with a successful man, as soon as I'm around him and I'm thinking and I'm listening to what he has going on, I'm immediately brainstorming in my mind how I can add value mm-hmm. to his life, right? How can I make his business better? How can I help him? How can I serve him? Because I want him to be great. We are natural nurturers. This is what we do. We want to help you. We want to see you win. It's a natural thing, uh, but- That household. I, yeah. I think it really goes back to that household because if the young girls believe the opposite of what makes it successful, that no, I should not be thinking about what I could do for a man. I should be thinking about what I could do for myself. Because her mother, you know, was in the household and their fathers and the mother was divided. So she then learned, don't depend on no man. This nigga ain't nothing. Your father ain't nothing. Your father is never there. Your father is not this. But also, if you were a man. Right, you should have been there. And you, sure. and you were there with your mom without your father. You also have a problem taking that feedback from 100%. your woman because your mom tr- may have treated you like you were a man. She may have talked to you down. She may have talked to you in a way where you didn't have uh, that confidence, right? So you don't want a woman telling you anything to do because a woman has told you what to do your entire life. Mm. So you have a difficult time receiving from a woman. And I see that, you know, from. No, I used to be like that. Oh, wow. No, I, in, in a sense of understanding, like, not believing like you have the ability to lead me in the capacity where it's like I need you to tell me something. You understand me? Talk about that. No, I mean, you know, I, I learned, you feel me? Because I grew up in a very masculine household and my mother is intelligent and I respect her completely. You know, in times when my father went there, it was just my mother there, right? But it was more so it's like, and, and, and it wasn't just women, but I mean, even men, though, I believe that may have what I consider to be, you know, inferior wisdom. You understand me? Like, I don't need you to tell me anything I can tell myself. But now you're like, wait a minute. The reversal of that is the more I want to grow, the more I get to listen to women. If you listen to women, you can find out, number one, women in your presence are going to reflect you. You understand me? And so they're going to say things that can help guide you into betterment. A good woman anyway, right? And so once you learn to take wisdom from women, you're taking wisdom from you know, the creator, because they are around to give you those details and guide you. When we first got here as little sperms, it was the feminine energy guiding that sperm. We didn't find our way through the dark. You understand me? It was the egg guiding the sperm. So us, our ability to be able to take guidance is our power. You understand me? And so, yes, I want to listen to your suggestion. I might not take everything from it because the difference is I have my masculine perspective. You have your feminine. Right, so you're supposed to have a different perspective of something you add. I want to have a masculine perspective, so I want to see things a little different than you, right? But when you respect each other's perspective, then you can take the good from it, and then you can grow your perspective. And so I've learned that just by being cognitive of it and being intentful. That no, if I grew up, don't oblige Muhammad say that you know you have to learn the secret of God is with the woman, the value of God is in understanding the woman. That's where you go get you some wisdom, right? And you know, young, you don't understand that because you think it's a man's world. So once you understand that it's not a man's world in a sense that we didn't get here unless there was a woman, right? We come from a woman's womb and then we started to add things into this world. And so respecting just the intelligence of the womb, 
Block World Order is an organization that is focused on blockchain technology, the future of skills, and the future of things. Right now, the world is going through a complete infrastructure change, right? And you will be a part of that change in the building phase. Not in the phase where everything is built out, the rules have already been made, the, the money has already been made, and you're just stuck as a consumer, and you become the product again. Just like when we had 1.0, 1.2, 1.3, no, this time you get to create the rules by becoming one of the educated, by becoming one of the developers, and becoming one of the early innovators and adopters of this new disruptive age of technological wealth that we are now going into. So you're going to be learning all of the skill sets and all of the knowledge you need to be up to date. Not just you, but your family, right? Everything from crypto to metaverse to blockchain technology to DAOs to Solidity coding program, how to create games and more. We want to make sure that you are involved in a full stack community where you can get everything all in one place. And on top of that, I will be teaching you the mental tools that I will utilize to shift my consciousness and to take me to the highest version of myself. Some people often say, well, I do not know how to learn. We will be giving you the tools so that you can mentally hack yourself and redesign yourself into the greatest version of who you are meant to be. We can help you tap into the universal laws of intelligence so that you are always in the flow state. If we're talking about going into a new shift in the world, then we also have to go into a new shift in consciousness. When we talk blockchain, it also has to be married with the spiritual intelligence of understanding because the human design is the most intelligent design in the world, yet we often know the least about it. So that not only will we be pairing this technological knowledge, but we'll also be pairing it with biological knowledge of understanding yourself. Block World Order will be the greatest institution for understanding and knowing yourself in the blockchain produced. I'm glad that you chose to be amongst our thriving and beautiful great community. And I can't wait to see you on the other side as one of the builders of our new world. Tap in to Block World Order. Peace. I think it's key. I had a conversation with the sisters over at Poor Minds, and um, they was talking about, you know, man coming with big D energy. And I said, what about the big womb energy? You understand me? Like, how do you deserve this if you don't have that? And I think that in both regards, if men and women think about, you know, equality in the sense of what do I add to the situation? If I want somebody high level, if I want somebody beautiful, if I want somebody intelligent and nurturing, then I should bring that counterpart as well. And what we're experiencing today is there are so many people, men and women, mm -hmm. especially women, who have, I want a man who makes seven figures. I want a man who can do this. I want a man who can do that. But what do you bring, right? Match it. When it's matched, people, you guys can go crazy about each other, right? For me, I'm in a place where I'm only expecting what I can give. Mm. And we, we can start there. Yeah, I like that. I always say you only deserve what you work for. You understand me? So if, if you ain't work for it, then you don't deserve it. So it, it automatically makes me appreciate everything that I have and doesn't make me believe I'm entitled to anything that I don't have. Because obviously I ain't put that work in, right? And then when it comes to relationships, it's more so about understanding the value that you all can bring to each other, having agreement, having cooperation within that, and thinking of the type of relationship you're in. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Because some relationships can be based on stimulation, sex, love, the passion and feeling you all give each other. But those don't last long. Some people are just in that capacity where certain masculine energy and certain feminine energy, you have to know that that's the type of relationship you're in because if you try to be in that relationship and then switch it to a partnership, you're going to realize there's a big void. What happens when we evolve? Well, then that's when you communicate consistently and understand where you are now. Like, listen, we started off here. This is what attracted us, right? But this is where we're growing. This is who you are now. This is who I am now. So I think that there's a reevaluation period of what is our relationship now? You can't carry on the old feeling of when we met to use that as a spark to carry us on to the future. You got to say that, no, let's reevaluate. What's your goals now? You know what I'm saying? You might have changed in what you told me a year ago you said you wanted to do, right? I would imagine you've evolved because you're with me now, so now you're going to see the world in different capacities if I'm doing my job, right? But you have to be open to that as well. You have to be open to growth because a lot of people fight that. I don't want to get in a relationship and change. That's people's subconscious. And that's where the problems start. It is. Because let me just say this. In my 20s, I was very attracted to people as far as the physical Right. And as I got older, that that faded away. Right. I started to be more attracted to the mental. Right. How smart is he? Right. How intelligent is he? How great is he when it comes to making decisions? Does he do the right thing with his money? Is he in debt? Right. Those are the things that you start to think about. Can he raise my children? Can he teach my my sons how to lead and how to be men? I think the dynamics, they start to change as women evolve and become older. Mm, I think that's super key. That's super, super key. Because at first we just like, oh, he's fine. But it's like... Now it's like, yeah, he fine and is is he smart? Right, you know, and I and, and somebody uh <laughs> somebody sent me a a comment on YouTube saying, and I don't want to take all the credit for this stuff, but you know, saying that we raising the bar with the high level conversations because if a man can't have a high level conversation, what does that say about the man that you with? You understand me? Like, I think that our bar has been so low for so long that we don't even recognize true standards. So anytime somebody tries to bring standards, we feel now like they're imprisoning me, they're oppressing me, right? But there has to be a level of discipline in all relationships, yeah. you know? Once you are now with the person, there's always gonna be things you can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. Ways you interact with men will have to change, mm-hmm. right? Ways you interact with women will have to change. And it doesn't mean that you're no longer free. You understand me? And I think once you start connecting these these relationships to ideas of bondage, like, oh, no, I can't do this. It's really not much out there in the world you're missing. Otherwise, you wouldn't have sought a relationship in the first place. But I'm looking at it as we are protecting the legacy, mm. right? It's like what we are building here and to gener- and generations to come is just so much important than mm. how I'm interacting with another guy. Like, I don't, need, I don't have to interact with anyone else because we're focused. Right, we're focused here. I know how to handle myself in a room. And I also want to stress this because we're in a space where women are also becoming business owners and entrepreneurs and and building companies. But we also have to know how to navigate in rooms. Mm, And And men also have to know how to be able to allow us to navigate in the room. Give a breakdown. Yeah, so a, a breakdown is sometimes we work better in rooms and meetings, right? We are we can go into a room and we can get things done because we're not coming with 
the push, right? We can come with the potential to, to have people gravitate towards us in a way where they want to get things done. So being able to leverage the feminine energy is what I'm saying. Taking your woman to the meetings with you and being secure and not being jealous or not thinking that she can't handle herself, knowing that you have a woman who can handle herself and negotiate deals and do business um, and still do that in a way where she's not jeopardizing her character. Oh, no, I think that that's, that's solid, um, especially when it's the intent of building something, right? Uh, if it's the intent of building something, and specifically because that's a partnership, yeah. right? Where you all are building each other and you're utilizing each other as resources. Mm -hmm. And you all have an understanding of usefulness within that relationship. And I was always taught usefulness determines your value, yeah. right? And that's when the, the true system of building together comes into play because now it's two people coming together to actually create something, mm -hmm. right? When you're talking about legacy. Otherwise, what is it really worth, right? And I think that. So let me ask you, though, let's say two people come into a space with separate dreams, mm -hmm. right? Do you believe that these dreams start to grow and connect within each other? Or do people continue to have these separate dreams, which may point them in opposite directions, mm -hmm. but then they support each other? I believe that when two people come together, they may have things that bring them together that may be a situation. I personally want my person to do what they desire and I want to support them in whatever it is that they're doing. I'm not one that tries to make a person do the things that I'm doing. I want to know what makes you get up every day and go hard. Mm. And whatever that is, I want to help you do that. Mm. When you're happy, when you're flowing, when you're chasing that passion, when you're doing what you love, I just want to see you do that mm. because I know that if you're doing that, you're in your happy place. But if I'm trying to make you into something or someone that I want you to be, I'm suffocating you. I'm distracting you from the call that's on your life. I can't be happy if I'm doing that, if I'm oppressing you, if I'm making you feel like, oh, you need to be over here doing this with me. If it naturally happens, if I hook up with someone who is doing the same thing I'm doing, I mean, that's 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 great. But the first question that I'm going to ask is, what is your purpose? Right. What is your assignment here and how can I help you be better in that area? That's the first question. So when how do you go about assisting in that lane of help? Because I think people ask that question, but there's no real follow up action and steps. See, I'm different though. I've been branding and marketing, right? So if you yeah. got a business, I'm ready to build it out. That's my problem. How does a woman go about assisting a man in his purpose? And I mean specifically like, you know, does she start to study this man? Does she start to help? Like what capacity can she have some accountability in saying that, yo, I'm with somebody who is purpose-driven and purpose-filled, and these are the ways that I can actually go about helping, especially if she's not as skilled as you are when it comes to, like, building businesses. Yeah, so I think that if you pay attention to a person long enough, then you will realize what their needs are. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm dealing with a person, the first thing I'm going to look at is 
what makes them stressed out, right? What brings their anxiety on? Um, what they need if they've had a long day, right? Do they need a massage? Do they need me to rub their feet, right? Do they just need someone to talk to? And I think one of the biggest things is just understanding how everyone just unplugs. Some people need a moment to themselves. I was talking to one of my homeboys and he was just saying how, you know, he was dating a woman and he just needed to go for a walk alone. And she was like, I want to go on the walk with you. But the way that he decompresses is that he needs a moment to himself, right? And she had got frustrated because she wanted to be there like every minute. And what I was just thinking is like, it's so important for us to understand what the people need that we are with. Is it a walk alone? Is it a moment? Is it a day alone? Um, everyone is different. So I think that taking the time to study the person that you are with, it will give you that answer because everyone has a different need. I like that. That studying, I think, is key. You understand me? I think when you say studying and then consideration, I think that those are two huge factors. Like me, typically, I don't... I'm I'm a very, very, very independent person. You understand where I don't be need nobody to do nothing. <laughs> but I love when people are considerate. You understand me? Because then it lets me know that you're thoughtful and you're thinking of me. You understand me? And I think to be thought of is one of the highest endearments. You understand me? I respect when they say the thought counts, it actually does. You understand me? I mean you gotta actually do something behind it because love is an action. So you gotta show me you love me in some capacity, right? And I think that you know, once when we got to a society where it was like a woman can just be beautiful, do nothing, and then everything is done for her, a lot of those men realized, like, damn, they probably didn't know what their love language was. They didn't know what they may have been missing. You understand me? They thought, if I just got the beautiful, baddest woman in the world and I can help take care of her, that might be enough. But then they might be an emotional detachment there. Yeah. They're not feeling those nurturing energies and qualities that don't know how to communicate that. Or can and, you talk to her for hours? Yeah. When it's when it comes time to have a conversation yeah. that's bigger than a new pocketbook or you know some red bottoms, it's like, can she sit there and talk to you about your childhood trauma, mm. about the things that you experienced growing up, right? About uh, yeah. what triggers you, right? Mm. About I was gonna say Erica Badu. They asked Erica Badu, you know, what is it special that you do to these men? Because I think Drake was talking to her and like not talking to her, but came over the house and you know come in and. Electronica or whatever, and she said, I listen, yeah. right? Like, I feel like that ability to just simply be able to ask questions, mm -hmm. which only gonna come if you are an observer, if you're studying, right? If I'm studying my woman, I know the type of questions to ask her that she's actually gonna be interested in that's gonna open her up, yeah. right? And I think that that quality is key to where it's like, I don't need you to do nothing else, but if you studying, you see the stuff that's on my mind then you're gonna know the right cadence of when to ask this, which is gonna allow me to then release. Otherwise, I'm gonna hold it in because I know I can't have that conversation with you. But listen without judgment. Yes. That's what, I, what, that's what I've noticed. The ability to allow people to talk and get things off their chest and, and talk about themselves. And I think that every conversation that you have with a man uh, in, in that way, it just allows them to put their wall down because their walls up. And the man isn't just gonna come around you and start just venting about mm -hmm. every single thing. He's gonna see and he how you can handle certain things, the responses that you give him. And he's really gonna wonder if you're actually listening 
right? So he'll ask you some questions. So what do you mm -hmm. think about this? And then when he can see that you are actually listening long enough to give him some feedback, then he's like, okay, let's go to that level two. Let's, mm -hmm. let's talk about my childhood or let's talk about the things that make me feel uncomfortable or let's talk about my dreams and my goals. And then once a man is really comfortable with you, you will start to start to realize that he's going to come to you about decisions before he even makes them. Mm. That's a fact. But I also think that it's dangerous for a man to overly vent to a woman. Yeah. You understand me? To where, like, you just dumping things on her and constantly complaining because then she ain't gonna be, she, she not gonna be able to really trust in your leadership and your ability to handle the world. So then, in turn, she's not gonna come to you with her issues because you'll be like, you already got enough on your plate. You understand me? And so you have to learn the right balance. Yeah. You understand me? Like, you share, but you don't dump. You understand me? Like... And understanding that balance of, yes, I want to be able to have that conversation where enough I can decompress with my girl, but the rest I handle for myself. Mm -hmm. You understand me? Otherwise, you're giving her all those things to handle and she becomes more of a masculine energy, right? And so understanding that balance is super key. That was a powerful statement. You, you right. got to say that one more time. <laughs> it's recorded. <laughs> you got to say that one more time. But, yeah, no, I, and I think that, like, just the rhythm and balance of the masculine and femi feminine is what's wholly missing, right? Because a lot of things that people project as uh, women should do this and men should do this, even as roles, we're talking about masculine energy and feminine energy, right? And a man goes for his purpose. A woman goes for love, yeah. right? When a man is chasing love, then he's automatically going to masculize his woman to where she then starts chasing more purpose. So a man is supposed to always be moving in motion towards his purpose, and then that's going to attract his woman to be on his side because now she has something to nurture and help with and assist. Yeah. But if a man becomes, I just want to be lovey-dovey and hang out with you all day long, then, then she's like, man, I don't want this. You understand me? This is too much. You Now she starts to think about what are the things that I do want outside of this? You understand me? And she starts seeking things other than this affection. So you have to understand that balance in the way that it works in these relationships. And I think that that will help sustain it. Like, where are we right now energetically? Is she in her masculine? Am I in my feminine? Right? And understanding that, you start to take a look at and evaluating this. Like, okay, maybe we argue for this. Like, damn, maybe I was being too feminine. You feel me? I'm over here extra chasing love right now. I should be in my purpose. You feel me? I'm not even chasing my movement right now. She got me behind her. Am I secure? Yeah. Because when you're not in your dominant space as a man and you see your woman thriving in abundance, mm -hmm. chasing her dreams, yeah. then it's also going to create insecurity within you. But if you are out here making moves and doing the things that you are supposed to do, you're going to say, yeah, we're both doing this. She's doing what she has to do because you recognize it because you're doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and that's when, you know, both of you all are too productive to overly worry about each other. Oh, you understand right. me? Let's say that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> when you all are both being productive, mm -hmm. you are too productive to even worry about the small, stupid right. things. Yeah. But when one person is sitting around observing the other person thriving in abundance, then you're going to notice every little thing. So you get busy. Yeah. And that's why I think the communication becomes super key. And that's what a consideration, because communication is consideration. Yes. You understand me, babe? I'm about to go do this. Yes. Babe, what's going on? Where it's like, I don't want to have to guess what's going on and things of that nature. Like, 
we come to, these are my principles. Mm -hmm. These are my non-negotiables. And when a person gives you that, you, then they're giving you a blueprint to understand them. Why is it that these are the non-negotiables? You understand me? Not from a standpoint of like, oh, I can't do this, I can't do this, but then it allows you to understand who you with when you ask them those type of things because now you want to understand the whole 360. How did this person develop into these principles? And even understanding that will probably allow that person to be at ease because now this person really understands why I said this mm -hmm. instead of just the what and believe that, yo, we in a relationship, so do what I say. No, I want you to understand me. That's the more important than you following an order. You understand me? Because I don't want you to follow an order. I want you to understand it and be like, okay, I get this and I respect you for it. And I'm agreeing to this because I believe that this is the type of man that I want to be with. You understand me? And so that becomes a deeper foundation of appreciation. And then when a man feels that he's appreciated on a principal level, you understand me? Then that wins. He can give you the whole world without worried about him needing a receipt. And then also just him being able to express why this is important to him. Yeah. And he does that by being able to share how that makes him feel. Yeah. Because when a person is saying, this bothers me, it's normally um, because it makes them feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. And when we focus, when we focus less on what the action is that is bothering you and more on what is triggering you at that moment and what makes you feel that way, the communication is a little different. No, that's a fact. Knowing the difference between what you feel and what you think in period, mm -hmm. right? For myself, I'll be having to check myself, all right, is, is this bothering me like you said? Because I feel a certain way and it's making me feel a certain way. Yeah. Then I got to ask myself, why does it make me feel a certain way? So I start investigating. Mm -hmm. Then the person I'm with supposed to have that understanding like, okay, I'm doing something that makes him feel a certain way because obviously Keys is like this. This is how he grew up. This is how he moved. You feel me? And then that understanding allows us to have acceptance, yes. right? Without understanding, there is no acceptance, exactly. right? So we're going to automatically be defensive towards like, I don't know why they're doing this, but how much time have you really sit down to consider, right, who this person is? Not what they're doing, why they say it, but like, who are you, yeah. right, from a whole level? And then also understand it from a filter of our traumas because we go through things that we bring into relationships well when you said this i had an issue with it because in the past and it's like well that wasn't me you understand me that was yeah that was your father that was a past relationship and you working through that and you projecting that onto this and it's bringing up the same feeling and now i'm dealing with a culmination of all of that plus this conversation so it's like, let's get to the root of these things. And it's never, anytime you're in a situation, never about the details of the situation you're talking about. It's about the root of why we even getting into this in the first place. So when a person wants to deflect, it's easy to be like, all right, but in this situation, you, no, 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 no. You know damn well we're talking about the principle of the matter. Mm -hmm. And the principle of the matter makes sure that we don't have this over and over and over and we can move past, expand, grow, and thrive. And then that's where love can live. You understand me? Rather than trying to faith, find a place where love survives. Yeah. You understand me? Because I think that that's what most people try to do. How can our love survive in this relationship rather than thrive in this relationship? Mm -hmm. Well, being dedicated to understanding the person. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I cannot stress this enough. Why does my person feel like this? Mm -hmm. And how can I assist them in this time? Because like you said, a lot of it has to do with the childhood trauma. The childhood trauma is the root of a lot of issues. Absolutely. It's the root of it. And until we can care enough, you know, I think I, I say this a lot of times 
to women is like, do you care about him enough to help him get through that season, mm. right? Do you care about him enough to help him heal, right? Do you care about him enough to say, you know what? I think it's best that you go to therapy before mm. we get into a relationship, right? Or will you just say, I want this man right now? And you know that there are some things that he's struggling with. Right. Now, I think that that's fire because nobody comes perfect. No. So there's an automatic, maybe a person is off for being perfect by 30%. Maybe it's 50, maybe it's 60, but there's a percentage for everybody where in that percentage is either something you accept to help a person in as they're growing to become better and better and better, right? I always say you can be mad at who I was, but not who I am, right? Like that may have been me yesterday, but today I learned from that lesson. You understand me now? If you're that type of person that consistently grows, right? Then you're better than you was. But if you hold a person to their past behavior, mistakes, you never appreciate the person that they are now that was able to grow as well, right? So you have to come into a relationship knowing that both of you are gonna have flaws, you're gonna make mistakes, you're gonna have issues. There's a lot of things that you are supposed to grow within that relationship. I seen, a, um, I think it was Reverend Ike who said that he hates the vows that people take when they get married. And he said he said that because words are very powerful. Yeah, they are. And he said that, you know, you promise to, you know, suffer and what, what, what's the words when a person goes and take their <laughs> for vows? For better or for worse. For better or for yeah. worse. He said, why would you say for worse? You understand me? You already putting that in a relationship that there's going to be a worse. So sickness and death. It's like, no, we can change the words to for better and for expansion, you understand me, and for life and for betterment. I'm going to be with you through these things as we grow. But everybody takes a vow and there's automatic negativity that we promise ourselves within that relationship as we take these powerful vows to be with somebody, right? And I think that, you know, we take on a lot of things without thinking. Right? And consequential, we as end up manifesting those things because our mind is very powerful. And so once we change the way we think and we're cognitive of what we say, why we say it, why we're thinking this thing, what makes us feel this, and also not hold on so hard into the person that we are, but the person we can become. Because the moment that you say, listen, I am this person forever, yeah. you understand me? I'm not willing to listen to any perspective. I'm not willing to grow and develop into consciousness. Then a person is stuck dealing with you right here, but they may continue to grow. So they may outgrow you. When I was at your same level of understanding in life, I appreciate it. I love you because we were equals. But now I've grown into a superior man and you stand in the same woman. Yeah, and we have to also make sure that our coachability index mm. is not limited. Okay, drop the right? words off. Yeah, coachability index. How coachable are you? And people think that coaching is just when it comes to business. It's just a business thing. But you have to be coachable in relationships, too. You have to be able to take feedback, right? You have to be able to understand that if someone is with you every day and they're observing some things about you, then you may want to take into consideration uh, some of the things that they're telling you about yourself because it's hard for us to see things in ourselves when we're in relationships with people. And it's easy for people on the outside to observe things with us. So is your coachability index high or low? 
And is it that way in business? Is it that way in relationships? You see a lot of people who are struggling in their businesses as well because they don't want to listen. They don't want to take feedback from other people. They don't want to invest in mentorship. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the same thing happens in their relationships and they get stuck. Mm-hmm. You're constantly growing in business, but you're constantly growing in a relationship as well. Yeah. Will you grow together or will you grow apart? Man, that's fire because black women are growing at a rapid rate right now. Wow. I mean, listen, I, think, I feel like like black women have shown black men, like, you got to step it up. Like, y'all done showed us everything. Like, look, we about to become vice president. We about to become Supreme Court judges. We about to run Congress. You understand? We about to be the CEOs of these top companies. We about to create our own marches. Like, you gave us every index that you all you understand me, are ready to grow and progress. And if black men don't step up to that plate, you understand me, then there's going to be issues between us forever. And so now it's our ability, I believe, as men to step it up. You understand me? So the hoochie daddy, you know, booty short sword boys, they got to change their ways. You understand me? And step up to the plate and become men again. Because that's the only way that women are going to be able to be in that soft life if women, you know, become, if men become hard again. Yeah, and let me just say this. Black women are growing at such an extreme rate because we're taking the classes from these leaders out here, these black men that are teaching these courses and and teaching uh, these different things. So the courses that these guys, our brothers, these other black men are not even willing to sign up for and pay for when I get on these courses because I take the classes, right? I've signed up. I spend two, three, four, five thousand dollars taking these classes, and when I log in, I'm seeing hundreds of women. That's a fact. Well, you know, women are the greatest consumers, though. At the same time, they spend more than men. Yeah, but and the men yeah. have to. And, but that's plug true. into other men. I think that's going to hold them back. I just think that it's just so important that men also continue to educate themselves because, you know, I'm seeing so many women. You were saying that, you know, black women are just leading in mm-hmm. um, career and entrepreneurship right now. And I was saying that it's because we're taking the courses of the successful black men that we see out here. Mm-hmm. And what I was saying was when I'm investing in these classes, I'm logging on, right? And I'm paying $3,000, $5,000 for these classes. And when I log on, I'm seeing hundreds of people in there, and they're mostly women. Yeah. No, that's that's a fact. I mean, that's a lot of women in my courses. You understand me? And everywhere I go, it's always a woman. You know, and it's funny because my audience is 60% men, 40% women. But it still be more women that sign up by percentage. And, yes, women are seeking the things that's going to make them more valuable and have security, you understand me, for themselves in the future. I'm 19 Keys, and this is the future. Block World Order is an organization that's based on blockchain technology. What is blockchain technology? That simple question is enough curiosity in the mind that you should be educated on understanding how the new world is being built out. There are new future of money, future of currencies, learn to earn, pay to earn, all of these new ideas that are emerging every single day that you see in the news. All of these new buzzwords, but yet nobody can break it down simple enough for you and your family to understand. The Block World Order was created to make these difficult things simple. To take the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of this technology and bring it in your household. So that not only you're waiting for things to be built out, but you actually know how to build these things. Nothing is set in stone, but when you have the knowledge, you become the builder of the new world. 
Well, blockchain technology is going to radically change the infrastructure of the world, from banking to education to community to business. In every field that you can think of, blockchain technology will be disruptive. The key that I want to focus on is how do we utilize blockchain to build wealth? By understanding the technology, understanding the verbiage, understanding the way that we can implement it within our daily lives, how we can build, how we can create jobs, how we can create businesses, how we can implement them within our businesses is going to be key to your success during this time. There is a reason institutional money is pouring in by the billions working to be the first people to build it out. Developers, they don't have enough of those people that are actually building out the technology. But guess what? Once you understand the tech, you don't have to always be the developer. You can just be the creative. Once you understand how to create with it, then you can also make money. See, I want to give you keys to not only understanding technology, but understanding yourself. One of the most valuable skill sets and assets that you can have is a powerful imagination. Because if you can think it, then it will be. Some people are limited by facts, but others are free by their mind just by having a vision. In the Block World Order, you're going to get instructors breaking down these difficult concepts in very simple matters. So therefore, you can start utilizing all that you see in the world so that you can have a benefit. I'm 19 Keys. I've created multiple organizations within my time and I think that this is the most important one that I've been involved in. Because this is the one that gives us a real chance of controlling our future. When we look at the number, of jobs that don't exist today, people are out of work, recessions are constantly coming, the market is constantly fluctuating. You need a skill set that is valuable. You need knowledge that makes it so valuable that you can never be poor. Because a mind full of knowledge is a fountain of wealth. As we learn to tap into the technology, we'll also learn to tap into ourselves. We'll learn how to learn, we're like how our brain works, how to redesign ourselves, and how to shift our paradigm. So therefore, as we are learning, we're also growing, we are evolving. If there's a new world that is coming in, we also have to become our new self in order to take advantage of being the builders. This is one of the rare times that you get in your life where you see a new technological shift and you have the opportunity for people to teach you and for you to understand it. The only question you have to ask yourself is do you want to be in the future looking back on the opportunity that you had to be ahead of the rest? Or will you watch this video and go back like the rest of the 99% who are oblivious to understanding? Because I promise you, if you understand what we teach you and you enroll in the BWO, you will be ahead of 99% of the world. I want you to take that serious. The Block World Order is for you. It is for your family. It is the future of wealth, the future of money, the future of skill sets, the future of your new self. Tap in. And that's why a lot of men can't be in their role because a man has to bring the knowledge in the household, yeah. right? It's, that's not the woman's job to bring the knowledge in the household. Now, particularly, you know, I ain't never had that issue, right? 
So, you know, I can, uh, I have to relate from a distance, right? Because I have no issue with learning anything that I need to learn. I would love for that woman to bring me something I need to learn. That's, that's easy. That's like bringing me a plate of food. I'm going to eat that up. You understand me? Like, and then I can't wait to learn. I like to be challenged at the same time. And that's also a key in relationships, being able to gently challenge the person that you with. You understand me? Like if a man is, okay, so you, you want to think of it like this. How would I be without you, right? If without you, my life is like this, and without you, nothing changes, right? Then your presence doesn't really add value. You understand me? And then at some point in capacity, you have to think about, you actually may be taken away from. You understand me if you're not adding to. So when you're talking about that challenge, sometimes the best thing a woman can do is challenge her man to become greater. Because then he feel like, like I would have never even got to this level without her challenging me to get to this level. Do you think that it takes a certain level of maturity for a man to be able to accept that challenge? Yes. And it also takes a level of feminine finesse for a woman to present that challenge. Mm -hmm. That's why I say gentle. Because what you're doing is through that observation, through that listening and that learning, you're seeing what may be missing that can help catapult this to the next level. It may be a book. You understand me? But you may have to read the book first. You may at least have to read the summary of the glossary to be like, what's that one thing that if I get this for Bay, it's going to help him? Yeah. And it's not you saying it directly, but you inadvertently bringing in tools and resources that will allow him to grow. Like, baby, let's read together. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Yeah, like even if, let's say you got him a course, right? Like, and, you know, instead of you bought him some Louis shoes, right? <laughs> You, you bought him a course, now he may not want to, but at the same time, long term, if it's the right man, he gonna respect that. You understand me? And so he gonna think about those type of things like, number one, when you do something for somebody that nobody else has ever done for them, they appreciate you on a whole nother level, right? That's the same way, like, if a man can give a woman intangible value to immaterial substance such as knowledge, he has given her something that she will have forever. No matter who she goes on with, no matter what, she has that forever. You understand me? And so at some point she has to be internally grateful for that because you taught this person so much. And most women. Yeah. But most men, don't they be afraid to get a woman game. Afraid because they're afraid that she may level up and go past them or that at a certain point in time he may get lazy and he don't want to give no more game and he ain't got nothing left to give. You understand me? You have to be a man that's consistently growing where you're not afraid to consistently nurture and give what you already got. Like for me, I give my creativity to the world. I give my ideas to the world because I know I'm tapped into the infinite source. I can give you a million dollars, a billion dollars worth of game. Man, I got a lot more to come because it's infinite. Yeah, and that's when you tapped into that infinite intelligence and you got to be on that. That's why I'm talking about that high level manhood because that high level manhood represents high level mindhood, right? Because a man is his mind, right? So when a woman looks at a man and she want to know what type of man he is, you got to look at his mind. What does he think? What does he ingest in his mind, right? You want to know what is his character? What are his principles? What does he respect? What does he love? You're learning the blueprint and the design of that man. And then once you see everything that's there, then you can see what's missing. And so you can add what's missing. And it's the same thing with the woman. But the woman, for the most part, she's going to follow the lead of the man as he betters himself, right? Because he's going to bring all that betterment into the household She's going to reflect that. She's going to nurture that within him and herself. She's going to inadvertently find herself growing because he's challenging himself, which is now challenging her to nurture somebody who's getting better. So that to me is the beautiful rhythm of harmony. 
you understand me, of a powerful, loving relationship. And then just thinking about the legacy factors is so powerful because a man has to have a vision. For sure. And a woman wants that leadership naturally. Uh, Jill Scott says something. She said, if you can tell me what to do, you can tell me what to do. Mm. But if you can't tell me what to do, then you can't tell me what mm, to do. Mm, mm. Damn, Jill, like that? Yeah, Jill. Like that. Shout out to Jill. <laughs> That's real. That's so real. Because, you know, it's the same thing when I look at it in the streets. You're trying to tell somebody, stop selling drugs, but you don't have another right thing alternative for them right if you want to lead a woman you have to be able to lead a woman mm -hmm. right and i think it's the same thing but just set in a matter to where yeah if, if, if she doesn't have confidence in your masculine intelligence and logic she won't come to you for it so you got to have a plan and a vision for things already right you can't just freestyle it with a woman right because otherwise a man without a vision has no need for a woman Right? Because she's your helpmate. She's going to help you bring things. It's like you having, you trying to, it's, it's basically trying to hire employees before you start the business. Yeah. You understand me? It's like you ain't even got no business. Your sales ain't rolled in. And you trying to bring in all these employees, assistants. You talking about getting another business partner up in the marketing and branding. Like, come on, start the business first. The business is growing so tremendously that you need help. Mm -hmm. Right? Same thing with a man. Under a lot of ministers for our say business is the activity of life. Right? So in your life, what's your business, right? And then my business is growing and so abundant. I have a vision for my thing. Now I need somebody to come help, right? Because I have so many things going on. But without that vision, you need to be by yourself until you get one. Wow. I think, I think that's even more powerful. Are you willing to take a moment to be by yourself mm, until you not. are ready to leave? And I think that ready to leave, and I think most are not. Yeah. I, I keep saying isolation for elevation. Yeah. You know, you, ha you have to separate to elevate. Like that to me is, that's my decompression time. That's where I grow the most, by myself, yeah. right? I grow others by the time I get around them because I've done so much by myself. Like I need to hear myself thinking. I need to, I got to clear out all of those things. And then when I'm around you, I got so much abundant energy. I got so much to give, right? But without that, I'm, I'm always taking on the ways of the world. There's a science or psychology that talks about the crowd mind. Say the crowd mind is feminine because the crowd mind is more emotional, right? That you can't tell who's the fool or the scholar in the crowd because everybody's following the passion of the crowd, the emotional excitement of the crowd. So they say the crowd sentiments are more like a woman and a child, right? More easily to be controlled through the emotional sentiments. And so for a man to be in the world and not have his own mind makes him feminine, right? To not have any original thought patterns, not have any original perspective on things. Like I see men, they start to use these quotes that people use, they start, I seen a brother, he was complaining in a comment talking about, oh, she being a pick me. And to me, I'm like, that's weird. I didn't even know men use those type of words. Like you got that from the world. Or it's giving. It's, yeah, come on. <laughs> we ain't doing that. So like, being a, you know, being a follower of the crowd without your own original thinking is a masculine. Because a man is going to calculate. He's going to think. He's going to have critical thinking skills. Let me think about this for a second. Is that what I really believe? You understand me? Or is that my lack of thinking that forces me into the belief of the crowd? But also a man that will say, I need to get ready for you. Mm. I need to prepare myself for you. Okay. 
That I think that is a, a powerful thing. You saying that a man needs to sometimes take time to himself. And I think that women need to respect when men are in that season as well and not just think about, I want this man. Yeah. If a man tells you he's not ready yet and he's working on himself and he's preparing himself because he's not at a space where he can be in a relationship or lead or guide you, I think that we got to respect that. I, I think you can definitely spend too much time with your woman. Mm-hmm. You understand me where you are? Women love a busy man. Oh, absolutely. Because if you're not busy, you ain't nothing going on. Yeah. Peace. If you want to be an affiliate of Goldwater Corp, tap into 323-577-6692. Text affiliate to that number. See you on the other side of greatness. Peace. I think it's attractive. Yeah. Like, if, if, if you're not busy, what's your value? You understand me? You got to be producing something. Otherwise, then your, your time ain't that valuable. Mm -hmm. You understand me? And so spending too much time with a young woman just on some lovey-dovey stuff, she's actually going to respect you less. She might feel a little good in a moment, you understand me? But then she's going to respect a man that's actually more busy. It's a little clangy. Yeah, this ain't <laughs> never got nothing going on. Hey, like, you got to, even if you got money, you chilling, find something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a man's job is to find something to do. Mm -hmm. Idle time is destructive for men, right? Like we need more wins. Winning is a masculine energy. When men don't win, we feel feminine. Not in the feminine that, you know, feminine represents being a loser or anything, but just in the sense that our testosterone pumps when we win, mm -hmm. right? And so it makes us feel good about ourselves, more confident. Right, so like when men go through job loss, men go through uneasy things, then it makes you feel weaker. You make you feel more insecure. Mm -hmm. So we need to consistently win, and it can be small wins, big wins, but it makes us feel more confident. We pump more testosterone when we win, right? Shout out to my brother, Dr. Weston, because he broke down that science. And so a man has to be in motion going for wins in life, mm -hmm. right? He's gonna come home feeling better about himself, more secure within himself. And he's going to reflect that. And then she's going to have something to nurture. She's nurturing a winner, yeah. not a sore loser. Mm -hmm. You understand me? Which is a completely different game plan. And women love winners. Absolutely. You understand me? And so when a man ain't got no wins, a number losses, how the world done beat him up, you understand me? That's going to consistently grow within that relationship. And then he's going to believe that you are part of the problem as well. And you will, you will yeah. feel like the problem. Yeah you will start to feel that energy being taken out on you. And then, so another thing that we talk is that it says that in the Quran that a woman should have her own money, even if she's married. Because if something goes wrong, right, you don't want her to uh, 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 be left out on the streets. So let's say if they get a divorce or they separate. Like, so that's another thing that I think is very important is that, you know, your dependency doesn't go to the point where you can end up homeless. Yeah. You understand me? It's based upon, yeah, you have money that you're setting aside, right, in case of an emergency. Mm -hmm. right? And that's important, like, if a woman having your children, like, and you're in that relationship with that woman, like, nah, I'm more comfortable if my woman has money. Yeah. You understand me? Like, not to the point that she needs it, but she should have it, you know, for things that she may just want to provide for herself. Mm -hmm. That may just be some silly thing she just feels like. Right? It ain't even got to be silly, just something that she may want. So I think that that dynamic of, you know, um, respecting a woman's money, right, in that capacity, I think empowers her and empowers you. 
and uh, make sure that there's a backup plan for this relationship because anything can happen at any time. Agree. You know, and that was a probably some of the, the deeper sentiments that we don't get to around relationships, but I'm loving this conversation, this whole idea of soft life, women being able to get their rest, women being able to show up in their joy, women being able to laugh, women being able to show up in their softness and their feminine and their nurturing and that communicative spirit you know, I think that this is going to be a great movement for women to move forward towards. I even see the, the city girls trying to become more loving, saying that they loving on their men all summer. Listen, ladies, y'all better stop listening to that stuff hey, on, the, on the internet because they'll go from telling you to go get a rich, you know what, yeah. right, and all this stuff, and then you look up and they with their baby, yeah. right, being loved on and on vacations, cuddling. Listen, y'all can have a hot girl supper. Like, I'm trying no. to relax yeah. and chill and go on those vacations and build a legacy yes. with somebody. Because, you know, I just, I think it's media. You know, you got to be careful listening to that mainstream media stuff because you be out here looking crazy and people be in love, getting married, mm -hmm. getting engaged. But they done told you to pimp a N-I-G-G-A, right? Yeah, that's a fact. And that's the worst advice you're going to ever get. Yeah. Cause you're gonna end up just playing yourself. Yeah. You understand me? And so we are, I think we are in a good phase where women are naturally deciding that they want that shift. Yeah. Women it's, want love. Yeah. Women have always wanted love. Women wanna be treated good, loved on, cared for, and that's the desire. And I think that a lot of that go get 20 men talk is coming from a place of hurt and not being chosen by someone, you know, who didn't choose you. Mm -hmm. But women naturally wanna be chosen. Yeah. Who, who wants to deal with 20 different men? I mean, yeah, that's really? Crazy. No, that's that's not even some. Come on, man. I, that ain't something you want your sister, mother, auntie, daughter to even. That's not what we want. About. That's that only comes from a place of insecurity, trauma, hurt, and hurt. trauma. And I don't care what nobody say. There's no cultural relevance to that. None of that stuff. You understand me? And I think that that's where we just put our foot down in the culture. Be like, we ain't accepting that. No. You know. And like I said, as we talk about soft women, we talk about men becoming hard again. You understand me, pause. But we're talking about in the sense that you establish your manhood once more. Like, we have to stop allowing society to dress us, stop allowing society even to tell us what we can say and what we can say. And break up you our families. Me? Yeah, break up the family. Like, take that leadership role, right? Don't, don't, don't try to play the role of the homegirl to become the boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And by I mean by that... Fellas be trying to act like they super feminist so they can get closer to women. You understand me? They be playing like a homegirl, you know, and then they try to slide up in there and then later on try to become a boyfriend. And so I see a lot of dudes try to play the homegirl route. Let me support you in this, support you in that. With no real thought process, no real logical masculine thought process whatsoever in that. And she don't even really respect you. Yeah, because we're going to talk to you about the dominant man that we divide. Oh, my mamas. You understand me? And you never gonna be the topic of those kind of conversations. <laughs> so get your together, man. You understand me? Because for me, I don't believe in being politically correct. 
You understand me? I believe in being godly correct. You understand me? And it may not be what society deems to be all right or correct or men shouldn't take up space or, you know, we shouldn't do this, that, and the third. I don't believe nobody has that power or say so to tell, you know, specifically a black man what he can and cannot say, specifically in this country, right? I don't allow myself to be dominated by these agendas, these forces, right? This political correctness, all that weakness, the way that y'all dress in, you know, acting, painting your nails. Nobody gonna want to say it, you know, but I'm gonna say it. And if you tapped into high level conversations, I think you appreciate it. And when men get our shit together, it allows women to be able to align back into their divine femininity as long as we align in our divine masculinity. So if we lead the way, then they will follow. Man, I appreciate y'all tapping in. It's been a high level conversation with Ron Brown. Make sure y'all tap into that soft life. One of the biggest things that I wanted, uh, I would say men to take away from this video is that women want to be led. We want you to teach us, we want you to guide us, and we really want to have the ability to learn from you. So like he says, when you tap into your dominant space, we instantly slide right into our feminine. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.